Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Alex Salkin. He is a strength and movement trainer, author of two best-selling books on kettlebell and bodyweight training. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You are welcome to the show, Alex. You are welcome to India in this online form. And I am sure not just in India, but a lot of people across the globe who are, you know, much more conscious about fitness, strength, and movement. They would benefit on what we'll be talking about. We'll be talking about fitness, strength, and movement. So my, my first question to you, uh, Alex, is to understand if uh, I have told about you being a fitness movement and strength trainer but i want you to tell uh, the audience yourself who is alex salkin beyond these two things that i've said about so that you know they understand a bit about your journey uh, and a bit about you know the difficult times when you were not so uh, you know when you call yourself a scrawny unathletic weak and then now you are training so many other people sure well, um, I'm glad you started with the scrawny, unathletic, and weak part because I think that's the most important part for people to understand because for the most part, I don't know what it's like in India. I know India has an incredible physical culture spanning thousands of years, so maybe it's very common for people to be in pretty good shape there, but um, you know, where I grew up, it was kind of like you either understood how to be athletic and and you know physically active or you just didn't get it and there weren't a lot of resources in those days like i was never picked i would say i was never really picked last for team sports and things like that in school but i was picked pretty close to last so i got the idea in my head that okay maybe this is just something i'll never be very good at but i wanted to try to disprove that theory and so i was always very interested in getting stronger fitter and healthier and it took a very long time it wasn't until i discovered martial arts and then eventually discovered uh, other things that would help with martial arts training such as strength training and things of that nature that i eventually discovered the kettlebell which is a big iron ball with like a tea kettle type of handle on it and i was very still scrawny unathletic uncoordinated weak but I was getting stronger and I could tell that I was getting faster. I was getting more explosive. I was getting more athletic. And so I really wanted to dive into it. And so as my, as my journey went on, one of the things that I discovered was that I had, I had carved out a pretty good and replicatable path, meaning that I could show other people, here's what I did and help them to walk down that same road. Because for most people, you know, they come to a fork in the road or they come to some sort of a uh, a blockage and they think, well, this is the end of the road. I can't go any further. And so what my goal has been to do is to show them, here's how you go around it. Here's how you go over it. Here's how you go through it when necessary. And all of that has been uh, very, very valuable for me because it's also taught me how to better lead other people. So all of that to say, you know, my early unathletic days uh, were the sort of a thing that were the catalyst for me to be able to figure out how to help bring other people to me so or, or to where I had gone and so to use a um, uh, an analogy let's say from Buddhism I think I'm getting this correct I'm no expert on Buddhism but um, there is a belief that once you become a Buddha and you reach Nirvana you then have the option to to bring other people with you to go back into the world and try to bring people with you and far be it from me 
to try to, you know, liken myself to being so enlightened that I'm a Buddha. But nevertheless, I had gotten further down the path and I wanted to go back to where I started so that I could bring other people with me. And uh, that is what I do to this very day. Wonderful. Wonderful. I like the way you put it, uh, uh, Alex. And I'm sure uh, this is this is such a noble thing. A lot of people, you know, cross the difficult times and then they never come back to look at other people. And mm -hmm. this is this is such a good thing. But I want to understand uh, in terms of people who are, you know, non-athletic or weak, as, as they may call themselves or scrawny as they may call themselves, you went for kettleball. Is it because you, your friends invited you for it one fine morning, so you went for it? Or is it because later on you could have changed it? But you stuck with that. And then mm -hmm. you wrote book also on that. So I want to understand why kettleball. Also, why, how people can look at kettleball in that way that you find it so interesting. Mm -hmm. And how do they look at things which is good for them because a lot of people who want to build you know muscles and much more stronger and you know much more impressive physique they would like to go for a much more you know dense looking uh, sort of a exercise and which mm -hmm. makes them like big gym and all that i want to understand i'm not much of a gym going person so i don't know the technicalities of it but i saw the kettleball image you know today itself and a video to understand what this looks like Mm -hmm. And and I could say that yes, that a lot of people utilize use it, but it is different than what they show those big equipments in gym. So I want to understand a bit about kettleball. Why did you stick to it? Who is it good for? And how to make the best use of this thing called kettleball? Well, you know, you asked uh, if uh, if a friend introduced me to it one fine morning. You're very close. It was one fine afternoon. And I had a friend in university who was always talking about kettlebells and he was always like, oh, they're so awesome, so much fun. And he eventually called me over to his house to try out a workout. And that previous, I wasn't really interested in them, but I thought, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. And the reason I stuck with it was because it really felt like it resonated with me much more than what I was doing uh, up to that point. So I previously, maybe about a year before, maybe a year and a half, I started doing Muay Thai, which is uh, Thai kickboxing. And I was just doing some basic bodybuilding stuff in the gym they had there, like, you know, uh, well, anything that most men would do, like six different types of chest presses and like 10 different types of curls for the arms. You know, you got to you got to look good. Um, and, you know, I thought, OK, maybe this is just what I need to do. It, but it never really I did it because I felt like I had a duty to do it, not because I really enjoyed it. But when my friend Drew introduced me to the kettlebell. Um, something about it clicked. It was like, okay, this is what training is supposed to be. It's with my, I'm using my entire body. I'm using my legs. I'm using my back. I'm moving explosively. Uh, I'm doing these movements that involve more than just one muscle group. And there was something about it that I would say, and this is the important part for people to take away from this is that it felt more natural. Now, I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying that bodybuilding is not good or that it's not natural. I think it's great, but I think a lot of people feel that they have to start there. And they don't necessarily need to start there. They need to start with something that resonates with them. And that's even if it's not kettlebells. So let's say you find something. Let's say it's yoga. Maybe it is uh, bike riding. It could be any number of things. But uh, for people who are not yet fit or they're not yet in a regular routine, the really important thing that they need to do is find something that they can't wait to do, like they actually really enjoy doing. And then what ends up happening is you'll find that you'll get to a point where you're like, okay, 
um, I'm still enjoying it, but I can tell I have some gaps I need to fill. Maybe I need to improve my flexibility. Maybe I need to improve my stamina. Maybe I need to build some muscle. And so from there, you'll be much more comfortable looking into new directions to try to find the next thing that you need to do to help you get better at what you're currently doing. So, I mean, that's what happened for me. I I discovered Muay Thai. I really enjoyed it. And I realized, okay, if I want to be able to punch and kick and knee and elbow and all this other stuff, I'm going to need to be stronger. So I need to lift weights. So that was the next thing that I needed to do. And then I thought, okay, well, um, I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing, but maybe I should, uh, I should look elsewhere. And I found the kettlebell. And I found that the kettlebell really, really helped me. And from there, I also added calisthenics or, you know, basic body weight training. And the so the really important thing I can tell people right out of the gate is that if you want to get started down your path, you can't try to make uh, somebody else's path yours. You've got to choose the right one for you. You know, along the way, I have crossed a lot of other paths that other people have gone down. Uh, I mentioned bodybuilding. You know, I still do some elements of bodybuilding in my training. I find it beneficial. It's not the main thing that I do, but it helps what I do. And for other people, it might be as simple as going for a walk, like I said, or maybe it's a you, you have a treadmill at home and you just walk on the treadmill if you don't want to go to the gym or you go hiking, you know, or you go rock climbing. So the really most the most important thing is that we live in a world now where there's less and less need to move every day. We, you know, most people aren't really living on farms with, uh, to the same degree that they used to. They don't have hard factory jobs the way they used to. These jobs still exist, but they're not the majority of, of the physical activity that, that people are getting. And more and more, we live a very sedentary life. And the prospect of moving at all is something that kind of scares people because it's just something they're not they're not used to. So even though I personally think the kettlebell is one of the best tools around, um, I have a lot of clients and students over the years that I have not started off with the kettlebell. I, I would have them do just body weight movements, and then I would have them focus on getting better at those, and then eventually I would add the kettlebell. So uh, the, I would say the big takeaway is if you're going, going through a self-guided uh, trip through physical culture, you want to start with something that excites you and that you're actually interested in because that is going to be a far better guide for what to do next then starting, you know, just where you think I say that you should start, you know, you want to listen to your own intuition. It's going to guide you very, very well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that we know a bit more about kettlebell in India, you know, uh, I haven't seen people doing this. So now that we know, and I saw it, it's, it looks good. And there are several things that you can do with that. So for busy professionals, that's where you also focus on how do you Mix the kettlebell with the, you know, also talk about natural, uh, you know, human body movement. So how do I use both the things together to make the best if I am very busy? As you said, people nowadays, less, there's not less need to moving out. But the fact is that human body needs to get its uh, get adequate exercise and movement. So where does this kettlebell fit in? Are there other things that can put in, in, in India? It is difficult perhaps to get a kettlebell or maybe we will be able to get. I don't know about it until this, I go to a, a sports store or something. But help us understand uh, how to best use the uh, mix kettlebell with my natural body movement to get the adequate amount of fitness. And secondly, if I don't have a kettlebell, what else can I do in, uh, to get similar sort of a result? 
you know, first thing I want to make sure that I mention is you'll be very happy to hear this. Kettlebells are starting to make some inroads in India. And I have worked with okay. people online who have, uh, I have to give a shout out to Karan Singh, who went through one of my uh, programs many years ago and prospered greatly. There's actually a kettlebell certification happening in March of 2024 in Chennai. Um, so it's it's slowly starting to build in India. And um, so this will probably be more relevant than you might think because there's a, there's a growing interest in it. And what I would say is how to integrate kettlebell training into what you're currently doing. The most important thing you want to do is you don't want to make the mistake that most people make with most things. And kettlebells fall into this category of you see like the really cool and flashy and like exciting looking movements. And you say, I'm going to do that. And then you immediately you open a book or you go online and you watch a video and you say, OK, I'm going to try to make the shape of this movement and you try it. And, you know, it, it either feels awkward. Maybe, you know, the kettlebell bumps you on your on your wrist and it doesn't feel very good. And then you're going to say, ah, you know, this kettlebell stuff's not all it's cracked up to be. So the really important thing to keep in mind is that when you see some pretty cool kettlebell skills that people are doing in workouts online, like on my YouTube channel, for instance, uh, you, one thing to know is that there are a lot of sort of layers of skill that lead up to the stuff that looks really cool and, and fun to do. And so the really important thing to do is to learn the fundamentals. Um, uh, people oftentimes think, okay, well, you know, it's probably not that difficult. I'm just going to go to level two instead of working on level one. But so often people just do these fundamentals and they see incredible results. Like um, even if you just learn how to pick a kettlebell up off the, off the ground properly, it's going to work great at making your glutes a lot stronger, uh, making your legs stronger, helping your low back get stronger. It'll make your, your arms stronger because you have to hold on to it. And it's very, very simple. You just bend at the hips and lift the kettlebell up. And so a lot of people find that when they do that on a routine basis and they don't do necessarily anything else, they start to see some great results. Uh, another very good one, and this is a movement that I talk about a bit at length in my nine-minute kettlebell and bodyweight challenge, which I'm sure we'll mention in a little bit is uh, just what's called loaded carries. And uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. You just pick the kettlebell up off the ground and then you take a walk with it. This could be done with one kettlebell. It could be done with a kettlebell in each hand. So you have two kettlebells. But one of the things that you notice is that every muscle in your body has to work. You're using the most, what I think is the most important uh, movement pattern of them all, which is what's called the gait pattern or your walking pattern. And it is the the kind of a movement that you find that when you do it for a few days or a few weeks, a lot of stuff has changed. Your, your uh, arms feel stronger. Your legs are stronger. Your midsection is stronger. You feel more resilient. You have better stamina. You have better strength and all sorts of different things. And this is not a complicated movement. I mean, you can ostensibly you can do it with other pieces of equipment. But one of the great things about the kettlebell is it just feels a bit more, we might say, like ergonomic. So it doesn't mean that you can't do it with a dumbbell, for instance. This would be a good example of an exercise you could do that with. But it uh, it feels great. It's very simple to learn. And it's fun. Like it becomes challenging. And you you say to yourself, okay, you know, yesterday I walked uh, maybe 20 meters before I had to put it down. I'm going to see if I can make it 25 meters or 30 meters. And so it becomes a sort of a thing. You're starting to see some some great results rolling in very quickly you're you're motivated to keep going. So whether you're finding that riding a bike is what you like the most or you like doing some uh, some let's say some essential Indian calisthenics like the baitak or the dand, right? Those very popular movements. You toss in a little bit of kettlebell training 
And next thing you know, you're finding that you can do even more of them. You can all of a sudden, you're not getting as winded. You've got better stamina. You've got better strength. And uh, the, the big takeaway is that one of the nice things about the kettlebell is that it's a good addition to a great many programs. You don't necessarily have to leave everything else to the side. Some very basic, very foundational movements can take you really, really far, even while you're still doing the things that you love. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of people do these things because they are conscious about their body weight. Mm -hmm. So maybe this, so how, how effective is kettlebell in terms of body weight, uh, in reducing weight? You have a program, you know, free nine minute kettlebell and uh, body weight challenge. So help mm -hmm. us understand through this, can this work for them? Absolutely. Uh, one thing that I would be remiss if I did not mention is that the most important thing for people who do want to, uh, they want to shape their bodies to look a little bit leaner, a little bit more muscular. Uh, the most important thing is certainly what's called uh, just a calorie deficit. And there's nothing really complicated. It just means that whether you are lowering the amount of uh, calories that you eat or you're increasing the amount of, of physical activity that you do, that you're you're taking in fewer calories than you than your body needs. And that means it's going to kind of start to shape things a little bit differently. If you're taking in more calories than your body needs, well, then the shape will be a little bit bigger, let's say. So the kettlebell can be a great tool as well as body weight. And in fact, the movements in the nine minute challenge can both be excellent for that because they only take nine minutes to do. And they're full body movements and they're things that you can learn in just a few seconds. So they're not super duper complicated. But I would also highly, I would recommend, I would say this, you would probably get the most out of uh, reshaping your body to look more like that Adonis kind of physique if you're making sure that you're eating a good amount of protein. And I know that, uh, you know, in, in India, for instance, there are some uh, sources of protein that you may not eat like beef. It's not as common in India, but chicken is a great source of protein for people to eat. Uh, you guys have amazing vegetarian dishes, so there's plenty of uh, excellent options in that regard as well. But I would say it the answer is yes, but with a caveat that you want to make sure that your eating is also helping you to fuel that goal. But because it's full body, because it involves using a lot of energy and using a lot of muscles that require a lot of that energy, so it means it's going to have to burn through a lot of body fat and a lot of uh, other calories that you're taking in. Uh, it is an excellent, excellent option for people to kickstart that process. Right, right. So a lot of people who would like to learn from you, they can do so online. Your entire uh, business is based around, you know, online. So that's a great thing. People can do that from India. As you said, they are already doing a lot of people are already part of your programs. Help us a bit to understand so that people who why not understand, you know, uh, take direct training from you, from one of the best that is. You have been to many places, you know, in you know, US, Israel, Italy, Australia, Czech Republic and Slovakia. You have had workshops there. So also, are you planning to ever come to India for any of these workshops? You know, I was hoping to come to India in March uh, to assist at this uh, workshop in Chennai. It's not looking like it's going to work with my schedule. But the short answer is yes. I love India. I have been like really, really hoping to make, be able to make a visit to India for many, many years. I've always found it to be a very fascinating country, um, very interesting people, just a cool language. I, don't, I can't say I really know much Hindi, for instance, and I know that wouldn't help me in the entire country because I think you guys have something like 22 official languages. So 
I would have a lot of learning if I really wanted to be able to speak with everybody in India. But short answer is yes, I would love to come. I think uh, Indians are great people. Um, they are uh, just obsessed with learning and becoming better and and getting stronger. And it's, I think it's especially cool that they're rediscovering the, the physical culture that they gave to the rest of the world. And uh, I hope that if I can't make it in March, that I will be able to make it at some other point this year and uh, that I'll be able to experience that great country and great civilization. Um, I think you had another question in there and I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah. being yeah. online. Firstly, yes. firstly, even if you know only English, Indians can communicate. A lot of people know English. Good. Even if they don't know English, don't worry. They will be able to communicate Perfect. through, you know, different ways. So that is that part is taken care of. Second is online. So if you even if it is, you know, maybe it is a bit later on when you come. But sure. I guess people can connect with you online and learn from you. Certainly. Yeah, I, I am on most of the major social media networks like, uh, you know, Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and things like that. But the best place to get uh, my top shelf grade A information would definitely be uh, to go to my website, which is 9minutechallenge.com. And if you go there, there is an opportunity for you to get my 9-minute challenge. It's free. Uh, you'll, you'll see the prompt there. And what it'll give you is a PDF that'll give you some kind of background information on how the, this approach works and how to use it in conjunction with whatever you're already doing to help you get stronger, fitter, improve your stamina, your resilience. And some people use it as a standalone uh, exercise program because maybe they're very busy. They've only got nine, 10 minutes to, to you know put in their training. And other people will use it as a part of their training in addition to the other things that they're doing. So there's a little something for everybody. But I think what uh, people will find is that it's a good introduction to my approach to training, which is essentially to use these simple and very fundamental tools and move the body the way that it was made to move to, in order to do the things that we want to be able to do. So whether that's to be better at sport, whether that is to improve how strong we are just because it's fun, whether that is to keep up with our kids or grandkids or to become more competitive in some other way. Uh, that is the approach that I take. Very old school, um, very simple types of exercises, but very impactful as well. And you don't need a gym for it. No crazy equipment other than kettlebells and uh, maybe a pull-up bar. Right, right. Now, in terms of, you know, you have written a couple of books, uh, Alex. So people who, as you said, Indians are fond of learning and knowing more. So a lot of people would be wanting to know about your books so that, you know, they can learn from those as well. Tell us a bit about your books so that people who want to get those books can get. You got it. Well, the first one, I would say if you were somewhat new to strength training and you really like the idea of kettlebells and body weight and natural human movements together, it took me years in some ways to figure out a lot of this material, not just how to perform the movements that usually comes a little bit more quickly, but then how to integrate it. There wasn't a whole lot of material on, on how to do that. I had to do a lot of experimenting and I've distilled it down into this book. It's called the No BS Kettlebell and Bodyweight Kickstart. And it is a pretty quick read, as you can see here. Uh, it's available in paperback, but you can also get it on Kindle. And essentially what I do is I walk you through the most essential and most fundamental movements in those three categories, kettlebell training, uh, traditional calisthenics training, and then natural human movement, which I would qualify as stuff that like you would see uh, uh, babies do, like your, your sons or daughters as they're growing up. 
deep breathing, being able to move their head and control their head, rolling on the ground, rocking back and forth, crawling. Uh, these are all movements that I learned within the system called Original Strength, which I did not originate, but I'm a, an instructor with that organization. And I found it to be indispensable. It's like the glue that holds these two bricks together of, of uh, kettlebells and body weight. And uh, I keep it lighthearted. I try to keep it entertaining and fun so it doesn't read like a textbook. As you can see, just from the cover itself, it's very much meant to be like a lighthearted, like a fun kind of a read, but you're going to come away with it understanding better how to get stronger, fitter, and healthier. And of course, there's a program in it as well. And if you are already familiar with kettlebells, and I wouldn't suggest you get this next book unless you really do understand kettlebell training, and you're maybe at an intermediate level. I wrote another book that came out this year called Tamers of the Lost Ark, and it is all about how to better control the movements of what are called the ballistic kettlebell lifts. So uh, ballistic just means that it's done very quickly. So the kind of things that you see in the videos where people are lifting the kettlebells very quickly, the path that the bell goes through is what's called an arc. And so the process of making sure that you control the movement or control the bell through its path and the different exercises is called taming the arc. But it's a, it's a little challenging to do for some people. So I include some drills and some insights on how to make it easier so that you can really shorten the learning curves. You can learn a lot in a very short amount of time. So that is a more of a niche book. And I would say if you want a more general focus, then the No BS Kettlebell and Bodyweight Kickstart would be a great place to start. And that is supposed to be me, kind of like a comic book version of me on the cover. Um, I'm not that muscular, but I'm working on it. So uh, everybody else will be able to start working on that as well once they get the book. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can tell you for sure, whatever you think of yourself, you are no more scrawny, you are no more unathletic, you are weak, you are not no longer weak, you are very, very strong. And a lot of people who desire to have a physique like you to get you get to the shape that you are in. So a lot of people who want to, you know, be in touch with you, learn from you directly, you know, what is the best way for them to connect with you? Uh, definitely, uh, the website, I would say nine minute challenge.com. But if you do come across me on social media pages, you can always leave a comment. You can always send me a message. Uh, sometimes I get a lot of them and periodically I will miss them. So if I don't respond, it's nothing personal. It's just, you know, I, like I said, I, a lot of the comments start to start to build up. So I don't always catch right. them, but the nine minute challenge.com, that's the better way to stay in touch with me. And, uh, it's easier we'll say the pathway is, is less cluttered. For the most part. So that would be what I would suggest. Nine minute challenge.com. Wonderful, wonderful. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Thank you very much. And Firmilenge. Firmilenge, definitely. Mm -hmm.